0: This Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is always known as Good Shepherd Sunday because there's always some iteration of the Gospel reading from John on this theme of the Good Shepherd. It also coincides always, so this is why every year the fourth Sunday of Easter is always World Day of Prayer for vocations. And I want to focus specifically on the vocation to the priesthood One hears a lot of talk about the priest shortage and the need for more priests. I vehemently disagree, and I served on faculty at the seminary for the last four years before this year. I vehemently disagree. We do not need more priests. We need holy priests. Yesterday's Gospel from John chapter 6 is quite telling, and it would support this thesis, that we don't just need any type of priest. In the 6th chapter of John's Gospel, yesterday, it is the Bread of Life discourse Jesus is teaching about his future gift of himself in the Eucharist. And this is a very hard saying, so much to the point that all of his disciples, save the apostles, say, This is difficult for us to receive. We're going to have to leave. We're going to leave you on these grounds. We can't believe what you're saying. And Jesus doesn't retrace his steps and says, Oh, no, wait. No, I I really need you guys. I need you. He doesn't say that. He actually turns to his apostles and says, Do you also wish to leave? Meaning, I don't need you. I don't need you to be my priests. Unless you are committed to following me, that means unless you are committed to being holy, I don't need you. I don't want you. And if Jesus says that to his apostles, how much more for all future generations of priests? Jesus does not need priests. Jesus only wants holy priests. I'll be very honest with you. You and I are gathered here on a Sunday morning at 8 a.m., which means that you and I also have no desire for a worldly priest anywhere in our diocese or in the world. Who, it's true, they might be refraining from marriage through celibacy, but nonetheless violating their promise of celibacy in other ways, right? In explicit ways, through a double life of sexual, sexual relations, of pornography usage, impure sexual actions alone, or of inordinate and unbridled spending and materialism. This also is a violation of celibacy because it is not according to a celibate heart. What is he giving himself to? or of sensual drinking and dining, unchastity through intemperance. We don't need any of these type of priests. We've never needed any of these type of priests. In fact, Jesus has never wanted half-hearted or mediocre priests who worship idols rather than Jesus. Jesus. And if this is an unpleasant homily to hear at 8 o'clock on a Sunday, I apologize. That is not the intention. Truth be told, it is an unpleasant homily to have to deliver at 8 a.m., but it comes from a place of deep love for the priesthood, which I pray reflects my deep love for Jesus Jesus doesn't need priests. He only wants holy priests according to his own heart. And the only exception I would would say that he makes for this are priests who are truly imperfect. Here I am. Truly imperfect, yet are wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly committed to a life of holiness. Right, I may never become a saint in this life But what does depend on me is that I live a lifestyle that is at least giving a hundred percent efforts to allowing Jesus in making me a saint No more scandals no more duplicity No more worldly priests Holy Mother Church and the people of God all of us We don't want this We only want holy priests, period. I'm preaching to myself when I say, Catholic priests, unless every fiber of your being is wholeheartedly oriented to the heart of Jesus, go home. The church doesn't need you. You're a harm to yourself and above all to others. Jesus doesn't need half-hearted, mediocre priests. The people of God are not in desperate need of more mediocre priests. The people of God deserve and are desperate only for holy priests. You might be familiar with the well-known Father Shot Shoutard. He wrote the well-known classical work, The Soul of the Apostolate, and Saint Pius X, the very saintly pope and lover of the Eucharist, great priest, he admitted that this was his bedside reader for years, so that's pretty good. If that's, good. if that's good enough for a saint, that's good enough for many people. And this is what Dom Shautard says about priests and the effect that a priest has. And I'm going to paraphrase what he says. And I quote, he says, If a priest is a saint, the people will be fervent. If, the peop- if a priest is good, the people will be alright. But if the priest is only alright and mediocre, the people will be godless. And Father Shautar says that the people of God will always be one degree of holiness less than that of the priests, the people of God as a general population, not individuals. We see the effects that a priest has. And in speaking to myself and speaking to priests, I would say, what are you not willing to sacrifice for Jesus to to burn away all of your self-idolatry, all of your pride, all of your vices and imperfections? My prayer for myself and all of my priest brothers throughout the world. Yes, Jesus, please purify me. Give us all of our purgatory right now, all of it. I can't make myself holy. I know how imperfect I am. No one else has to live with me 24 hours a day. But Jesus, you can make me holy. And you make me holy through the Holy Mother of God. We've talked about what we don't want in our priests, which is very clear. So let us quickly shine a light of the, of the priestly examples throughout history who he wants to imitate. Priests like St. Philip Neri, or St. John Vianney, or St. John Bosco, or St. Padre Pio, or St. John Paul II. These are are the priests according to the heart of Jesus, absolutely configured to his heart. These are the priests we look to. These are the priests we need more of. My call to action for you, you have a great responsibility in this because a priest can't do this alone. He really needs the people of God. And often, the people of God need to carry the priest in many ways, through your prayers and through your generosity in making reparation. Now, the priest ought to be willing to do this, but if he's less than he should be, then the people of God have a great responsibility. So I would ask you to do two things, including praying for myself. The first thing I would invite you to do is to pray for every priest that you know and dedicate, consecrate them to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Because every person needs a generous dosage, generous helping, and continuous exposure to the feminine genius. And the fullness of the feminine genius resides within the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And a celibate man in particular is in need of continuous contact with a feminine genius, precisely because he doesn't have an exclusive relationship with a woman. And what better woman than the woman from whom Jesus himself directly, continuously experienced the feminine genius. If the Holy Mother of God was good for Jesus, then it's good for everyone else, especially for the priest. And so I would invite you to consecrate and dedicate every priest that you know to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Ask the holiest person you know to pray for your priest, namely the Holy Mother of God. Ask her to protect him, to guide him. And also, I would invite you to ask the Holy Mother of God to crush your priest. Gently crush your priests. And I don't mean this in a vindictive way, because crushing is a necessary and is a good process. Because was Jesus not crushed? Jesus Himself, who was bruised for our offenses, He was crushed for our iniquities. What is necessary for grapes to become wine? It needs to be crushed. And once those grapes become wine, it has the possibility of becoming the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ at the holy sacrifice of the altar. So the crushing process is necessary. It's a necessary purification. I would be delighted if everyone I knew were to pray for me and saying, Jesus... I want you to crush Edward. In your mercy, crush him. Crush him from all of his idolatry, all of his pride, envy, anger, sloth, greed, gluttony, lust. Crush him in your mercy. Purify him. Send him all of the suffering necessary for him to become a saint. Purify him. Give him a deep cleansing right now in this life. For love of your people. And if you could pray this, if you could pray this for all of the priests you know, and if you would be willing to make reparation also for your priests, to be able to pray for your priests in this way, I believe that we will continue to receive a renewal in the priesthood of Jesus Christ.